Hello and welcome to the all new Thai Gap podcast. This is a brand new episode since it is a Thursday. This is me being brute and with me is Bogus Noog. 173 pounds. Bogus Noog is in the house ladies and gentlemen. Bogus today we are doing the famous template, mm-hmm. the world famous template. Yep. The universe famous template. Yeah. The I words bigger than universe. Nothing, nothing. The multiverse famous template. Oh, it's yeah. not easy. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. You look so cute, easy. Bogus. Thanks, bro. That was sarcastic. I took it literally. Don't. <laughs> and this is why people we are doing this episode. Yeah. So you know how to deal sarcasm and what it is. Yep. And why are we doing this episode? It's because one of our listeners of our Telugu podcast. Yes. Ashok. Shout out to Ashok. Ashok. Great shout That's out. That's a shout out. <laughs> Literal shout <laughs> out. That's a um, shout out. For suggesting this topic. Yeah. and asking us to do an episode on this so here we are here we are as if we are experts yep and since we are doing the podcast and we have the mics in hand That's we, are the, we are we are the experts yes bogus sarcasm is a very personal topic it's it's you know it's an emotional one mm-hmm. it is something that we really care for right on a day to day basis we practice it as it is a religion for us mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we get up in the morning we brush our teeth stare in the mirror and then we hit it off yep from the word go yeah before we go into sarcasm in depth mm-hmm. can we just once go through the award winning socials of thai oh, gap bogus yes. award winning okay we are just about three steps away from that oscar red carpet right for award winning socials bogus instagram we are at at underscore thai gap twitter and vero we are at thai gap and if somebody is going to write a mail to us mindthaigap at gmail.com award winning guys a w a r d s multiple awards yes multiple it's plural yeah. by the way so now that that's out of the way let's get into the deeper parts of this episode hit us with the etymology like where the word came from why did it come who invented it give us a whole history lesson for no reason so as is our want we looked up the definition of sarcasm just to ensure that we are on the same page as far as the context goes yes on the internet sarcasm is defined as using irony to mock something or to bring attention to something that is absurd mm-hmm. or to flip something on its head you know using inversion to say something but actually mean completely the opposite yeah like you're looking cute bogus exactly as far as the etymology goes it goes to late greek sarcasmos which is to taunt or mockery or speak bitterly or also to strip off the flesh brackets like dogs i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how that relates but maybe sometime. how it has taken a dark turn yeah these greeks have the knack yeah you would expect that yeah. with chinese yeah. <laughs> like the greeks you know back in the day always are like oh you want to know the meaning of flabbergasted yeah it is to get shocked it is a sudden surprise it right. is like you know killing your wife yeah bring this animal <laughs> yeah bring this like random animal eaten by i'll a, show you the meaning of this word being eaten by a bear yeah. <laughs> like that's when you feel flabbergasted yeah Greeks are weird man like those I, were violent times violent times yeah. like no morality mm. like the abundance of human flesh <laughs> yeah <laughs> insane mm. sarcasm interesting it almost sounded like it went behind a guy's name like it was there was this guy in Greece in mm. you know 70000 AD yeah sarcasmosis yeah sarcasmosis frank yeah. <laughs> the third <laughs> who always never gave a straight answer and yeah. it's from him that they have identified 
side this whole topic of sarcasm yeah great so that that's the etymology mm-hmm. as if we care uh but bogus like i want to know from you what for you is sarcasm just give me like a crisp two sentence answer uh i've always thought of it as the same thing like saying one thing but actually meaning the opposite of mm-hmm. what you're saying yeah great great that was half a sentence intense i always appreciate how you follow instructions brackets flesh Yeah, what is that <laughs> removing the flesh stripping of the flesh, of, of, the flesh yeah. of the dogs uh interestingly bogus i always looked at sarcasm which has a dual tone mm-hmm. it can be used in a positive way right. and i'm using the word positive for the lack of you know the right words mm-hmm. and there is the other way of using it where it has a negative effect yeah so for me i'm a big fan of using sarcasm the tool in itself mm. which has a harmless impact right in the room mm-hmm. you know if there is a bad news to give you don't use sarcasm because the reason is for me personally mm. you do not want the meaning or the intent to be lost in the communication so you rather be straight yeah and also you don't want to make um you know you don't want the person to think on behalf of you right right so you have to be that bit more transparent with your communication hmm. so i'm a big fan of using sarcasm only as a tool for the you know for the elevation of the mood uplifting of the morale right or just to like crack people up break the ice and all yeah so for me the definition of sarcasm is about stating the obvious being as common sensical as you can be mm-hmm. in any situation so it's a very different take that you and i have yeah. right and we had a long debate about it uh when we start our patreon channel and we hit the 1 million mark mm-hmm. we will release those btss right more or less never related to the topic <laughs> um now let's get into the second deep level why is it not easy why is it not easy So I think we came up with three uh, reasons that we want to go into yeah. why sarcasm is not easy. And I forgot two of them. I'll remind you. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or you were being sarcastic. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. So the first one, of course, is because, you know, one of our listeners who's quite young asked us to do an episode on sarcasm. Yeah. We thought maybe there was an, you know. Can you, can you specify mm-hmm. what his ask was? Um, I think he was coming from the point of, you know, in the Telugu podcast, you guys are very sarcastic and you're very funny. Which so, is so untrue. We are so honest about <laughs> our opinions in a Telugu podcast. We should be sad that it is actually coming out as sarcastic, but. But hey, we got a yeah, topic out of we it. We got a topic out of it. Yeah, so win-win. Yeah. So he was like, can you talk about how some someone can maybe start off or how someone can develop that skill right so yeah. that's where the question came from but the first reason why we want to go into it's not easy is because especially considering the underlying implication of that question uh, which was that it's something to look forward to or it is something to look up to yeah that you know this is something that i definitely need to have in my toolkit mm-hmm. and that's where you know certain things could get lost in translation and that's why we want to make it more clear sort of maybe to introduce some nuance into it as we do in the thigh gap always, always we are all about nuances yeah yeah come on okay, okay. don't sound so sarcastic <laughs> like we are it, so nuanced yeah i mean the only other people who are as nuanced as us uh-huh. is our mirror image so the first thing we want to call out is that it is only a tool at the end of the day sarcasm is only a tool 
why we stress on this is because a tool can be used in a number of ways. Yes. You have a hammer, you use it to hit a nail on the head. That's the ideal way of using it. Right. But if you use it on someone else's head, yeah. then that's... Without a, the nail. Without the nail. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're hitting it on somebody else's head directly. Directly. Without using the nail on the head. Yeah. Then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, you're using a tool in a non-ideal way in that right. scenario. So, I guess what we want to underline here is it is not by default a great thing always. Yeah. It depends on how you use it and it depends on in which situation you employ this tool. Yeah, it does come with its own cautionary set of instructions. Yeah. But what I was curious about is why when Ashok asked us like mm. how to be sarcastic, first thing that hit me was why do you want to be sarcastic? Yeah, exactly. It comes with its own flaws mm. if you're sarcastic, right? It kills a surprise for you. It does a lot to you if you're being sarcastic. Um, you have to deal with backlash. You have to be thick-skinned. There's certain prerequisites that you need. Yeah. So I was curious to know like why do you want to be sarcastic? Because and you hear this a lot, right? Like if you are a sarcastic person mm. in general, you're a natural at it. Mm. Then a lot of people are like how do you be so sarcastic? And I'm and you really don't have a concrete answer for that. Like, right. I don't know. I just like I am sarcastic. Yeah. So. So I'm always curious about whenever somebody comes and asks, like, what is the big problem in your life that you want to rely on sarcasm? Why does anybody want to be sarcastic if they want to be sarcastic? Yeah, I'm never quite sure. Is it because they're saying, how do you be sarcastic so that I can also be funny? Or are they saying, how do you be sarcastic because I can also get away with saying something indirectly yeah. rather than having to say it directly? Yeah. I'm never sure exactly what yeah, the intent is. Because it's a very glossy picture when you're sarcastic for a third person. Like, oh, look how he pulled it off. Right. But it's not that glossy, you know, to be realistic about sarcasm. The urge to divulge the truth behind that sarcastic comment is a lot more than just giving out that sarcastic comment. Yeah. So eventually it becomes something where when the day comes where you're actually telling the truth, nobody believes it. Mm. When you're actually like, yeah, you you look fat and like, ha ah, ha ha, another good joke by brute. Right. Like, no, I'm like, it takes a lot of convincing for you to, you know, tell people that I am speaking the truth. Yeah. You know, so which is why it kind of amazes me when people say, like, I want to be sarcastic like why why you're better off because people take you for who you are mm. it's like a curse in its own way that when you are sarcastic like it gets very difficult for you to become serious like you can switch mm. but the audience don't switch as fast as you are right, right? and they're still searching for that well what do, what do you mean what do you mean by this right? yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's all i mean like <laughs> get the point yeah. So that's a very tricky thing and that's that's the not easy part of being sarcastic. Yeah. It's not to sarcasm in itself, but what sarcasm brings as a baggage. And for people to start believing you, it almost at some point becomes a compulsion for you to become really close and vulnerable to them mm -hmm. so that you can convey the truth and they get it. Right. Which is a risky business once again. Then you lose the sheen of the sarcasm. Right. So it's a double-edged sword having that tool of sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you do have it somehow, the challenge becomes how do you use it? Yeah. Where do you use it? Because it's such a lucrative tool to have that you can use it anywhere. Yeah. If you are that bit indifferent and insensitive to the outcome. Mm. If you're that person who's like, I don't give a shit what happens, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Then it becomes dangerous over a period of a time. So for me, the not easy part of it is not just understanding that it's a tool, which is the prerequisite or the primary principle of that. Yeah. But also knowing where it is an important tool and where it is not, which is why for me that 
differentiation of this is a positive impact of sarcasm versus this is kind of like a downer impact right is really important to understand or know so that you use it in the right place yeah because the danger like you said of the blowback is you cannot control people's reaction to yeah it. nope Zero. and uh, sometimes people can react in very strong ways to death threats to start off with to uh, basic yeah. harmless you know sarcastic remarks yeah i myself have been on the receiving end of that so mm. i'm yeah. sure the scars tell a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> the scars on your back tell me a story mm. you've never told it directly but um, the other thing with sarcasm why it's not easy is for this very fact now that we have established the birds eye view of how it works the whole flow chart Right. It is a very thin rope that you walk on. You know, it's a laser beam that you walk on. Yeah. When you're using sarcasm because mm-hmm. if it doesn't land that bit on the spot mm-hmm. to the left, then it is you make a fool of yourself. Yeah. And if you overshoot by that bit onto the right, then you basically are arrogant, you are condescending, mean. Yeah. You have no emotions, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So you have officially tarnished your whole personality. Yeah. And it's such a tight rope that you can't even write it yep like no. in written form sarcasm never really works yeah because the entirety of sarcasm is communicated in the intonation or how you say it it is almost a musical <laughs> yeah it skill. is yeah it has a musicality yeah to it where you, you need to modulate yeah, your tone you stress certain words or you yeah. stretch certain words yeah because in the early days of twitter root there was actually an attempt mm. to convey sarcasm in written form yeah by putting a slash s mm-hmm. at the end of a sentence mm-hmm. to sort of communicate to people that hey i was being sarcastic here yeah so you just end your sentence with a space and then a slash small letter s yeah unfortunately that never took but i thought you know okay this is at least a hack that someone is trying to come up with hmm. to convey to people that being that they're being sarcastic but it just never took off but that's the thing right if you convey it is sarcastic hmm. then it's no more sarcastic yeah that's the paradox of it right yeah you it's like a good joke you can't explain a joke and then expect that oh by the way you know what the joke meant was a b c d That's and you like kill nah, yeah you kill it already yeah it is a cautionary warning never try to be sarcastic on any format of digital communication yeah Yeah. No, it can only and only be used in in-person conversations well, or well. like in a room full of audience. Yeah. But not when in a message don't put up tweets saying that yeah correct Shahrukh Khan is great. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh you didn't get the point. Yeah, then you know 25000 fans following you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> correct. And that's when you're talking about those death threats and you know scars on the back yeah, kind yeah. of a situation. But uh going forward bogus. Mm-hmm. I want to be now a little more specific. So the second reason it's not easy is doing the whole positive sarcastic thing. Yeah. The positive sarcastic movement. Mm. TPSM, it's a fight against LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it was sarcastic. Uh. Why I say that is it is really difficult. You know, it's a golfing accuracy type. So you have a small hole to putt into and even if you miss it by that much, either this way or that way, it does have its own repercussion which is uncontrollable. It's a chain reaction. Yeah. Now what I mean by why it gets very difficult to have that positive impact where even if you don't mean ill mm. you still can be interpreted you know, yeah interpreted as oh he's so arrogant attacking me directly correct and that's because in my experience again it's very subjective like always thigh gap is right it's about how you see the gap in the thighs that's it yeah <laughs> that's where the name comes from that's the etymology of thigh gap by the way for all the people who never care to ask us what do you guys <laughs> mean by thigh gap this is what it is guys Uh, we are proactive in such things it's a lot of empathy 
you know i mean i've seen a lot of people who are great at using sarcasm in a way where you really enjoy it yeah and the common trait that i've seen among them is that they have that antenna for understanding their people you yeah. know in the room yeah. they get what can be a common messaging they get the safe pockets mm-hmm. of using sarcasm to make the impact happen and that is something that we lack as a society like as a tribe mm-hmm. we lack that again it, we have discussed this in multiple other topics previously where because of the social media because of this fomo because of this the unhealthy competitive nature that we developed yeah. all these reasons we lost empathy we lost the connect to that emotional quotient mm-hmm. and you kind of need a decent amount of emotional quotient to be sarcastic to make it look like it is for the benefit of others yeah you're only trying to lighten the mood lighten the atmosphere right you're not trying to attack anyone right but that is only as far as your intent is concerned and Unfortunately, it also has to be interpreted by everyone in the same way. Right. And that bridge is empathy. The bridge to have a successful interpretation is to have that empathy towards people in general. Mm. If someone can understand the average consensus, empathize with the consensus of the room right. faster, they have the higher chances of you know, hitting the mark. Mm. and i've seen people who can just walk into the random rooms and they just can be sarcastic from word go like brute mm. you know i'm going to speak about brute in third person now where he can just walk into a room start being sarcastic from word go mm. and it just fits i mean for people it is like oh wow how did he do it the secret is just about exaggerating the obvious mm. you know there are hacks kind of things right you exaggerate the obvious you call out the irony mm. right and like you mentioned talk the exact opposite of what really is yeah. right and you nail it you break the ice yeah i mean i've seen you um brute you've seen brute just so speak uh, to him in reverence no bogus <laughs> his bruteness <laughs> his bruteness No. Oh, we should you brute his bruteness should be his, it should be my tag oh god my mistake being brute I'm his sorry, bruteness yeah. <laughs> this is going into press guys <laughs> okay this is going to be pre- wherever i'll give a press this thing this is how they have to address me i've seen you do it multiple times in groups of people social situations and where i'm not invited again yeah <laughs> like obviously it's a, <laughs> it's a once in a lifetime thing um where essentially what you're doing is the way you employ your sarcasm is when someone makes a statement which is a little too obvious to state out loud or it is too um or maybe it is redundant yeah i think that's a better yeah word redundant what i've seen you do basically is you when you respond to that statement sarcastically what you're doing is you're putting a spotlight on the obviousness of the painful obviousness of yeah. what they said and why they did not have to say it at all yeah basically it's almost to state that you just wasted all of our time right and you basically wasted all of our lives yeah it's again exaggeration <laughs> to that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is why you know i'm not invited like brute his bruteness is not invited to a lot of places which is what gets people to instantly laugh and you know just give in mm-hmm. and basically say yeah okay fine yeah fine, yeah you got me yeah whatever but it's again only to the point of lightening the atmosphere because what do we have if that would not have happened in that same social situation we would just have a bunch of people just sitting around and talking the same shit yeah. you know it would have been a boring mundane kind of uh, rote kind of a situation where oh we met last weekend now here we are meeting the next weekend as yeah. well so between the one week you know it's not like we're all adventurers yeah and we have a lot of shit to say it's pretty much routine stuff right 
Right. So when someone comes into the situation and employs sarcasm with the intent, with a positive intent, what they're doing is they're basically, it's a service to all of the people involved there because you're making the situation better. You're giving people a laugh and you know, you're only um, adding to it positively. Yeah. And the two things that I want to highlight in what you said, Bogus. The first thing, and this is super serious, I don't laugh. The first thing is the intent is to break ice mm. from the mundaneness. Right. And the rote redundancy of the conversation. Right. Right. That is one. Which is why you kind of see this kind of behavior in a close group of friends mm. where everybody just like, you know, free flowing comments and stuff. The second thing is for people who want to understand sarcasm. Mm. The best compliment or for you to get that validation that you are a good sarcastic person hmm. or your sarcasm is of good quality is the person on who this was intended to obliges in participating with you. Right. You know, they acknowledge hmm. the obviousness or they acknowledge your comment or whatever you say. That is the highest form of, yeah, you know, that was a good one. Thumbs right. up. And that's enough. That is when you know that you've landed it. That's when you know that it's harmless. People got what I wanted to say or how I wanted to say it. And it is a serious business. Mm -hmm. If you get that, it's almost like that, you know, the stage appreciation you get when you go on stage and like people stand up and give you a standing ovation or like a round, big round of applause. The kind of ego massage you get, the self-satisfaction you get. Yeah, I think I, I would go with the second word because... Self-satisfaction or ego massage? No, or not... round, big round of applause. I've, I've said a lot of words, Bogus. Not ego massage. I think... It is more of a satisfaction. It is more of a fulfillment kind of thing. Yeah. When people give you that validation. You know? Yeah, for a guy who's as sarcastic as you, you might go with it. Mm -hmm. I agree. But it is a lot of, I made it happen. Right. And that for me is eco massage. And that fuels your sarcasm even more. See, sarcasm is also a lot about confidence, right? It's like any good joke. Yeah. You tell a joke with a lot of confidence, it's funnier. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with sarcasm. And what fuels sarcasm is confidence, which I think we have to cut this part and add it to the confidence episode. Confidence is not <laughs> easy. Not easy. Our, our listeners can do that for us. Yeah, right? yeah, actually yeah, you can. Listen to both of these. At uh, once. Simultaneously. <laughs> In two different devices. Yeah. But it has to do with a lot of confidence. It fuels your landing better. Yeah. Right. So which is why I also feel there is a certain element of ego massage that mm -hmm. you get. Because when everybody cracks up for a sarcastic comment, that energy is different because that's goodwill energy. Right. right? So coming back to the point why this is tricky to do is because you need to have the practice of having that antenna or developing the antenna to understand what is that consensus. Yeah, And it might start off with one person, then three people in the group. It's a simple coffee chat. Then it's like a big room. Then it's a hall. And then you're a stand-up comic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it is a lot of that when you're trying to use sarcasm in a positive aspect. Yeah. But I also want to talk about the flip side of this. You know, there is, is a huge flip side to this. Yeah. And I personally have experienced it firsthand, which is a harmful comment, you know, a harmful sarcastic comment with no ill intent, no malice. Mm -hmm. It was just intended as a joke for people to laugh, but it was not taken that way. And the reaction was quite strong. And I think there were one or two occasions where the reaction was also violent. And this was when I was in... About um, 1962. When I was in school, basically. Oh, sorry, 67. Right. 
So the effect that had on me is ever since then I've tempered it down a lot. especially with people who i'm not very familiar with who i'm not on very friendly terms with if they are even on an acquaintance level or you know someone i just met for the first time even though they give me million opportunities with redundant statements and all that yeah i never take the sarcastic option yeah. because i've already burnt my hands once Hmm. Now you also have had situations uh not this intense but you've had situations where there was an extra sensitive guy for example yeah so talk about that situation and what happened there are you talking about the whole pub thing i mean you know it's the situation where you had a positive intent but the interpretation was completely different there are a lot of such instances just because they were too sensitive yeah i am so thick skinned that um let me rephrase that brute is so thick skinned that he really mm-hmm. doesn't care he has enough people behind him but you know that's a collateral you have to be prepared for yeah you will make mistakes you will not see lines because these are invisible lines yeah and as you are saying something people can even choose to move the lines mm-hmm. for someone they might be counting strikes yeah okay he said it once i let it go oh he said it twice i'll if he says it again i'm going to like you know that's strike 3 yeah so you don't know the math behind the other person right, right? so it's very very tricky like as long as you are clear about not being ill intended i think that should do if people take it the wrong way so be it there is no point justifying because they have already made that the hope is it's a very small percentage of people who do that mm-hmm. and like how you need you know the antenna for empathy yeah you also need as a person on the receiving end you also have to be open to the idea of mockery i look at the whole concept of mockery as a grounding effect yeah i can say at, at a big level it all boils down to if you're an optimistic person or a pessimistic person right if you're a pessimistic person there's hardly so much i can do mm. i might even give a genuine compliment without sarcasm and it can still be taken wrong yeah so it is like i said it always has to be a tone of obviousness even in sarcasm that i am being sarcastic mm. make it out through the words i use or the way i'm saying it so if somebody is pessimistic they will take it in a wrong way yeah for me i don't really dwell much into that because it's an uncontrollable number one number two it is not my flaw it's not my mistake mm-hmm. i didn't mean it that way i'm not going to apologize for something that i don't mean yeah right yeah so i let it go to that but there are cases where <laughs> you are genuinely being ill intended yeah. because you just don't like that person yeah of course and that's a completely different ball game yeah for sure on there if they take offense to that good that's exactly you have succeeded yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you're like i landed once yeah. again yeah but even in this these cases where uh people you know tend to be too sensitive Hmm. and even when you're not having an ill intent they end up interpreting that as a personal attack now i feel like the use of the word sensitive is also kind of a mask Woke. is kind of a escapist word because behind that word there's also an extremely fragile ego for yeah. me these people more than being sensitive they're very very fragile egos self centeredness very self centered yeah to such an extent that even when you don't attack them you know they're like oh this guy is attacking yeah the first the first red flag is when you tell an open joke to the room and there's that one person who responds saying that oh i'm not like that <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're like yeah got it <laughs> like yes as if i know who you are thank you for identifying yeah. yourself <laughs> <laughs> indirectly yeah so that's a huge red flag for me and yeah. i've seen this a lot mm-hmm. it's like the whole you know that hindi saying na 
ఫర్మిస్టాండ్ um i mean initially when you're burning your hands like especially because if you're a young guy like you know where the request came from yeah ashok you can take his name when don't don't be sh- ashamed <laughs> that we have such local <laughs> uh, indigenous crowd <laughs> who are talking to us and it's not some paul mckenzie mm-hmm. who's writing to us saying guys why don't you do one on sarcasm right. no we can read it in indian accent also <laughs> like the messages are so local and local is good local is great it's We volumes vocal for local yeah it's volumes but uh yeah initially your reaction could be ah oh, fuck man that that didn't go well because i didn't intend anything negative but yeah. that guy took it completely Correct. in the wrong way uh, that feels shitty yeah. because uh it was not you, my intended outcome yeah yes initially that could be your instinctive reaction but there's a huge silver lining to that the silver lining is it acts like a filter mm. now you know who has the aptitude correct to actually converse with you yeah. on a daily basis when they reveal themselves in this way you already know who to filter out yeah sarcasm will help you filter out who you can genuinely appreciate mm. or who can appreciate you genuinely yeah and um, like i said it is a choice of how you use it yeah you know it's it's a multifaceted tool it's upon you how do you want to choose it you can choose it for a simple relief of a tense situation mm-hmm. you can choose it to use it as a filter to the people you want to be associated with yeah or you can choose it to really hurt someone yeah you know it's upon your choice like i mentioned in the beginning bogus for me it is a choice of it's a tool that i choose to only use it for relief mm. of tight nerves yeah. or anxiety or in you know in a high tense situation yeah I choose to use it. It's almost like to a point where a brute is labeled as, oh, you're like Chandler. You can't handle silence or quiet. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, maybe. But, you know, I was born way before Chandler was even written. And it's nothing wrong according to me. If you choose based on an inspiration, again, for oh, the yeah. lack of words, so be it. If that makes you good at it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, because there's no such thing as true originality. Yeah, never, never. Especially when we are about, what, 70,000 years as a species. Yeah. there's no scope for originality you dig up enough you will find someone who has already done it yep so now coming to that now that we've covered this ground and i'm a very positive person bogus and we have to be fair yeah in every aspect and because yeah. in thigh gap itself you are the negative person mostly oh. why don't you <laughs> why don't you i'm very serious don't laugh <laughs> why, why don't you tell me how is sarcasm used in the wrong way I don't want to say wrong way. Again, lack of words. I don't know what else to say. Language it's not easy. It's not Check easy. Check it out please and share. Yeah, I don't want to say wrong way. What I want to say is the negative uh, aspect of it. You know. Wow, like negative is such a softer word than yeah. wrong. 
harmful way let's put it this way not harmful even, way not even harmful i would say anything apart from what the previous segment was which was using it in a positive light using it to lighten up the atmosphere mm-hmm. you know this is everything apart from that yeah and here there's quite a lot that goes into it for example one way that sarcasm is used is as a defense mechanism mm. in the sense that earlier we were talking about situations where you're among a group of friends or yeah. new people new acquaintances that's a whole different dynamic absolutely but when you are in your corporate workplace then there is power dynamics at play yes. you can't really say everything you have on your mind yeah openly openly correct because you're among peers you're either among uh, your superiors and then you're also among people who report to you so there's multiple dynamics at play you have to be very careful in what you say and how you say it right So if you are being done wrong mm-hmm. in some way or the other in the workplace where you you kind of have to be politically correct to That's save your job That's the word that's the word that work people will understand Yeah so let's imagine you are in a situation where your team and your manager or your boss is sitting in a room with you in a meeting and your boss's boss is also there and you're giving a presentation but now your boss is using you as a doormat to kind of make himself look good at your expense throw you under the bus basically throw you under the bus and kind of humiliate you or demean you in some way or the other now you can't really repay in the same currency you can't be direct about it because he is your boss and then yeah. his boss is also present so this is where you would employ something like sarcasm to sort of get your message across and you can be indirect about it you can be biting about it but as long as you're being sarcastic and it's very important that again it's a tool you have to know how to use it if you use it in the right way your boss can't do shit about it but mm-hmm. at the same time everyone else in the room understands that you as an individual were challenged in front of their eyes and then you stood your ground and you actually responded yeah and it's kind of like a back answer kind of a situation right yeah like you know how teachers point out students and they're like oh what do you think you're big like you're top or something and there's always that smart ass who comes back with a sarcastic comment like i'm just like you sir yeah right yeah so it is kind of that back answering mechanism where people use it and why we categorize this in this you know kind of a uh, negative shade mm. is there is a backlash yeah you know so you are basically revealing the truth or you're speaking the truth camouflaged as a sarcastic masking comment it, masking yeah. it but at the same time since you have already bought the truth out in the open you have to now sit and wait that there is going to be that collateral that will come your way It's yeah. not done yet. It is not done. Yeah, and it's not like oh we all laughed and it's over. Yeah, the collateral really depends on how well you use that tool. Correct. Um because how well you mask yeah. you know, the truth through the sarcasm. How well you master it because if you were a master at that, yeah. which only comes from experience. Absolutely. But if you are a master at that, then you might end up making the boss also laugh. Exactly. You might indirectly make him participate for that. Yeah. which again shifts it to a different bucket but yeah it's definitely very tricky because yeah. if somebody is your boss and he has done his own bit of sarcastic comments to reach that position yeah so they will have that antenna to catch one when oh, they definitely when they have one definitely the other way where i use or where i look at sarcasm used in a negative way mm. is it's a controversial statement but people who have that elitist mentality yeah the superiority complex yeah. and they use it to condescend or 
demean someone else yeah. saying that oh you are an after all mm. you know oh you must be thinking that you are as good as me mm. stuff like that yeah i hate that yeah i feel you don't do any justice to someone who is coming up to you for help or mm. you know for any other you know even if they're sharing the room with you and you just are feeling irked about their existence or presence around you yeah. and you use sarcasm to convey that i feel that that's um, that's the worst way you can use it yeah. and that's for me the one of the biggest ways of using sarcasm which is extremely harmful yeah i'll also add one to that add three extremely negative people oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know um because you said superiority complex and all that which is true but then there's also people who are extremely negative and this pessimistic you mean to say or they are automatically pessimistic yeah, because of that negativity yeah correct they're yeah. automatically pessimistic nothing can make them happy types nothing can make them happy they yeah. always like if there are two ways a person could fall like if you flip a coin hmm. you could look at a situation in a positive optimistic way or yeah. you could look at a situation in a negative pessimistic way right. this kind of person always falls to the pessimistic yeah or they feel they say side. that the coin will be lost yeah <laughs> what's the point of this and in real life terms people sometimes unfortunately have fathers you know who are like this oh and i got you completed the sentence why like like the way in real life times the people do have unfortunately have unfortunately, fathers unfortunately yeah like <laughs> fathers who are like this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like fathers <laughs> who are like this that should be in one go yeah, yeah. you can't say like, people unfortunately have fathers and then dig your nose brush your teeth and then come back and say along with their mothers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah actually we can extend this to mothers also yeah. parenting parents unfortunately there are cases where some people's parents tend to be extremely negative either because of their circumstances or whatever yeah but the impact that has on the child while yeah. growing up is yeah. they never get positive reinforcement ever correct they never get a word of encouragement everything that they do to impress their parents is met with sarcasm yeah is met with you know just brushing aside like ah yeah it was no big deal yeah that other guy's kid is doing much better. Correct. There's that comparative. He's going to IIT. Yeah. So you are, after all, going to IIM. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have a T in it. Yeah. So unfortunately, that kind of sarcasm, which is relentless and it never stops, that kind of sarcasm is linked for me subjectively, in my opinion, it's linked to a form of weakness. And why I say weakness is because ultimately, what sarcasm is is you're masking the truth with another different statement. Correct. Now, if you are a person who constantly, always has to keep using that mask, and you can never really open, and you can never really be blunt about anything, you can never really call a spade a spade with your family, with your close people in your life, then that just says, okay, now you're just a weak person. Do you say weak or unfulfilled slash incompetent? I think those also apply, and uh, they are sometimes taking that out on. Yeah, because kids. see, weakness can come from different places. Like weakness can also be interpreted as lack of aptitude, you know, or lack of competence. But the sarcasm that you are talking about, like the form of sarcasm that you are talking about, yeah, predominantly comes from I feel unfulfilled people who had things to do. I mm. wanted to do things and they didn't do. Yeah. And now they don't want anybody else to do it. Yeah. You know that grudgy kind of yeah grudgy kind of a you know root cause. Yeah. Where I didn't have a good life. Why should my kids have? Yeah. Or why should they be any different? 
you know yeah that i feel is another different ball game and the kind of uh, i mean i'm no expert but whatever little i have seen it comes from that place yeah. you know that uh, where there is no self assurance saying that okay it happened there is no practicality also to it it is predominantly very principled and that is where i wanted to bring my example and which is absolutely no empathy also zero empathy yeah. like it is sub zero yeah. in fact and i've also seen a similar kind of a behavior mm. in people who are radically principled mm. yeah. like oh if you are not punctual you do not have the right to exist kind of a thing yeah, yeah. punctuality is an example you see this with vegans nowadays. vegans yes yeah. religious people like yeah. who are ridiculously religious yeah. and for them any other religion doesn't exist i'm not saying that you have to be liberal or anything yeah. but i'm just saying that that behavioral trait or mm. pattern is seen in these kind of people who right. are senile in nature yeah. though they are not very old mm. they used to know how the few people who are senile oh, even yeah, when yeah, they are yeah. young yeah. right those people are like oh so you roam around with your shoes on on your house your house must be very neat it's the kind of those floating you know comments in the air yeah and i find that very unfortunate mm. more than disturbing if i can use disturbing yes it is disturbing yeah but i find that unfortunate because it only shows how confined they are mm. in their head that they can't even visualize another possibility mm. or they can't even visualize the differentiation of functioning in different ways Yeah that for me is where i feel that comes from that sarcastic thing where you don't follow the rules which is written in my book mm. you are not a person who's worth their salt yeah i say weakness because in my mind like the example is you know if a person who has perfectly normal vision mm. but then because of an accident they lose their sight yeah now what happens is their other senses tend to get heightened heightened because yeah. of that it's the same thing like uh when you're in like a boarding school environment mm-hmm. and if there's a pecking order and you are pretty low on the pecking order you can't reply to someone with your fists yeah. because you're not strong enough yeah. automatically what happens is your tongue correct starts to get sharper yeah because you can't reply with your fist right right most of these stand up comics if you yeah. look back in their past there would be something like that where there's no reason why someone's tongue automatically gets sharper you know i mean i won't say there's no reason but majority of the cases you see hmm. there is something like that where that sense got heightened because they had to compensate for the lack of something else yeah that which is also why a lot of stand up comics start off very thin Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, I, I've seen a lot of stand-up comics who are ridiculously thin. Yeah. I mean there are fat stand-up comics also but they're smaller in percentage. Yeah. If you look at all the early videos of the stand-up comics and they're mm. 2025. Yeah. which is the matured body age. In body. In body, yeah, right? Mature, in maturity, yeah. yeah. There, there is a certain level of weakness in the oh, way yeah. they are. You go to physically. any any stand, uh, open mic bro. Yeah. Go to open mic and you hang out with those open mic comics. Right. You can smell. Yeah. You can taste desperation insecurity the competitive need for attention oh yeah it, it is there's so much there yeah uh, it's a whole thing yeah but coming to the point again i i yeah the the weakness I, the weakness part what i meant was you know these extremely negative people the fathers the parents that we talked about mm. what i mean is that weakness in their character comes from their inability incompetence like you said in their life that they were not able to measure up yeah. to the their world's potential or standards whatever. or their Correct. own standards now 
that heightens their other senses like now their tongues become sharper mm. and now they have other targets to take it out on like their own kids yeah safe uh, targets safe targets yeah. yeah yeah who can't give it back yeah. yeah and also you know the other thing is sarcasm cannot be told from a place of disregard you know what i mean no but it should not come from a place of you not caring okay even if it is for a stranger it's a little difficult for me to explain how that happens but again i take the example of don rickles mm-hmm. who i admire like that guy is a genius even if it is a random person the way he is sarcastic or insulting to them hmm. you almost sense a certain warm you know hand over a shoulder kind of an insult right it's like have you ever I, i'm sure everybody has done this you know the, some friend is like i'm depressed and this and that or hmm. you know i'm not feeling good today and you go put the whole act that you're caring for him and you almost say like you know what you are really depressed you are useless fellow of the millennium hmm. right but the the person will laugh the friend will laugh because you know he senses the Intent. caring hand over his shoulder yeah. more than the words you but out right yeah. and that is where i say that sarcasm cannot come from a place of disregard to someone mm-hmm. because if you disregard somebody's personality or existence then it is very very painful mm. whatever you say becomes very painful for that person to take and even if they can't respond it is unfair on your part it's, you need to be a little more responsible about how you are towards them and it needs a very clear consciousness for you to do it mm. right which again brings to the point that you need to be aware of again it kind of connects to empathy but your awareness has to be like on the dot yeah. about who is in what situation who you can go that extra step with and stuff like that and i see this missing in people who have that superiority complex yeah and the superiority that they have is based on absolutely nothing oh yeah it's just their own yeah it's hyper reality exactly it is it's in it's all a built up palace in their head and they have might have very ordinary achievement yeah right but for them that achievement itself is so hard fought and won like after so many obstacles and hurdles and all yeah that it makes somehow it makes them feel that they have done it all yeah those people when they are sarcastic i get very pissed off you know and they are sarcastic in that way hmm. like, you don't know anything i let me tell you types right this disregarding behavior mm. i think that's a strict no yeah it's almost borderline unethical for me again it's subjective right right it is unethical for you to be sarcastic with somebody who you disregard if you disregard someone for whatever reasons then you rather give them the sore patch treatment where you are supremely honest and straight and direct mm-hmm. than kind of beat around the bush romance with them for a while right and then come to the point yeah and the whole point about you know weakness the reason why we stressed it hmm. is to underline the fact that this is again a trap that we hope people don't fall into especially our listeners they don't fall into it's not sarcastic or not sarcastic it's not a binary one yeah zero. yeah it is a spectrum correct it is a range Uh, it's from, a wave yeah from 0 to 100 it's a frequency and that's why that measure of man episode that we did is very important because yeah. that goes into that spectrum aspect of exactly it. and also it helps us plug it again and again exactly so therefore go back measure of man part 1 and 2 go check it out yeah. on thai gap subscribe and share it is to point out the fact that you can overdo this even if you think sarcasm is a nice uh, you know good trait it is a added skill to your uh, toolkit or whatever that's fine it is but there is a risk of overdoing it if you overdo it then you could be perceived as arrogant arrogant being weak elite hiding behind uh, sarcasm all the time because yeah. you don't have the balls to come out and say you know or call a spade a spade yeah so that is the reason why we highlighted that point yeah 
the thing that i just want to tell this last it's a word that i love and which i've heard it from you is that agency part the yeah. personal agency yeah what sarcasm and we will i think we have already come into it which is why is sarcasm important why is it important yeah uh sarcasm is kind of weirdly if you look at it closely it gives you an assurance of your personal agency as to sarcasm is that litmus test mm. who you like and who you don't like right because you know if i am sarcastic to you i know if i am genuinely meant it or mm-hmm. if it was just that floating lightening up the mood kind right. of thing right and it happens so organically when you hate someone but you're kind of dabbling with the idea that maybe i'll give a chance and stuff like that mm. you can't stop yourself from being sarcastic with that person you never want to be straight with that person yeah and the more you spend that time and your personal agency gives that enough you know reassurance that mm. yeah this is a person that you know you might not be friends with or you are happy happy to let go this exactly. friendship filter out yeah so it is that litmus test with you where when you least expect yourself to be sarcastic you automatically are mm. and one you can't avoid that realization and it is a sign that you look deeper into that person or yourself to see if there is any value or any worth mm. to to your investment of time with that right right yeah that's a great silver lining for sarcasm like even if you burn your hands yeah. with someone there is still a silver lining that okay this person i know what they are about right. and i know the limits of my communication with them correct you draw your boundaries boundaries it's not easy boundaries is not easy another thing up episode <laughs> cult yeah um the other thing is why sarcasm is important is because it is a survival tactic in today's times yeah it is a defense mechanism and also an offense mechanism in combination both you combine against it's krav maga <laughs> no it's the krav maga of communication yeah you can offend and defend at the same time yeah but the combination of the two why you combine those two how you combine those two it is again coming back to the personal agency yeah it is you do it to maintain your personal agency over a situation so that again And like we said in a, uh, an earlier episode the overall goal of life is to have your cake and eat it too yeah in situations Correct. and in the context of this episode you can achieve that through sarcasm because like you said in corporate uh, scenarios where there are power dynamics involved you can't really come out guns blazing correct you have to unless you don't care about a job anymore exactly which is an outlier so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like we said it's a spectrum it's a spectrum yes yeah at the same time just because there are power dynamics involved you probably don't want to be silent at all times you probably don't want to appear that you're swallowing whatever shit is being shoveled down your throat hmm. because people are you know people around you do observe you people around you do respond to how you behave and that automatically tells them whether you deserve their respect or not yeah so unless you act in a respectable way nobody's going to respect you unless you command respect nobody's going to respect you because the only other way is you demand respect which is sure shot failure yeah it's only short term that's it there's no demanding it doesn't work it's a shelf life you have to unless you have a lot of money to pay it exactly. buy it out of. yeah you have to command respect from people how do you command respect it is when you put your stamp on a certain situation where if you're not happy about how things are going you still find a way to mask your original intent or your original passion but you still express it in a way through sarcasm for example to make people understand that okay you have expressed what's yeah. on your mind so you still walk away without actually causing any major damage yeah and why it is important why we say it's a survival mechanism is if you think of an example of warfare if you think please don't make it violent bogus why do you always kind of give an example of buying fruits or going to the vegetable market why do you have to talk about warfare somebody is dying then there is bombing then suicidal bombing and all 
you know the roman colosseum was always full of it. <laughs> <laughs> as human beings bro <laughs> we have bloodlust so There's no escaping it violence so, sells <laughs> so your substitute to war is going for human sacrifices being more primitive like what fleshing the dog what was the <laughs> <laughs> skinning the flesh of a dog like yeah, what that, that was it? not me that was literally that's greek there. that's what that's yeah, where yeah. you went you jumped straight they to they use that the words i didn't use that okay. myself ha okay but but okay. you know very very well there's two things that sell like nothing else violence and sex yeah now if i can't use violent examples yeah i'll have to use the other one which ours is a family friendly podcast which so we say. say once in a so while so we say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how are families also, made and we also mention that we also mention that we are not just a family friendly podcast but mm-hmm. we are also a comedy podcast which people seem to be forgetting every once yeah, in a while yeah and i can't believe how much you have to emphasize it uh, we do a good job of reminding them absolutely <laughs> <laughs> we are pedantic yes and religious about the reminding oh yeah so in the warfare example you know it is the olden days version of uh, ritualistic warfare or traditional warfare where armies gather on either side of a field then they wait for a you know planetary positions or whatever and then they start they say charge this is attack. a sunrise yeah. they wait for the sunrise whatever i'm just saying uh, so it's a very overt transparent kind of warfare it's a direct yeah let's meet on wednesday you know on this field Correct. and then we fight yeah that's how men do it that's how men used to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately that, that pause let's not spoke a lot go on that road <laughs> it's a depressing thought but uh, nowadays we can't do that yeah so sarcasm is like guerrilla warfare pretty much mm-hmm. sarcasm is that's how guerrillas do it that's how guerrillas do it baby but sarcasm is like especially in a situation where power dynamics are there if you overtly make an attack towards your opponent then that gives them fair and free ground to respond back in the same way yeah and in a power dynamic situation if that person has more power than you then not only they can kill you with one stroke but also they have none of the accountability or responsibility because you made the first move yeah and they were just responding yeah. so they can always escape with that how sarcasm helps is instead of you directly yelling and attacking them you're kind of talking to them in a very my friend my dear friend yeah. like russian way or the mughal way or something you give them a hug but you have a dagger you in your hand be like english way it's the mughal way they are very the famous way. for that and the english way yeah, yeah come on oh, you yeah, can't the beat english the english oh. why are you even speaking about papa russians are like i kill you i kill your family <laughs> i kill everybody yeah you come to my border i kill you <laughs> yeah that's right is the english way english the first way. Uh, like, come to your shores you seem to be having a very nice backyard can yeah. i look at it yeah i'd like to start a business with yeah. you okay. why don't i sit down here for a while that's about it yeah. you're done and that's it they're sitting down there for a while <laughs> <laughs> like a long while so it's like you have having a normal conversation there's power dynamics involved then mm. you immediately use sarcasm in a skillful way yeah. what that uh, translates to is without them realizing you just used a small knife and you just slit them on the side that's about it you know it's just a very deceptive quick sleight of hand kind of slit before they even realize it they already feel a burn they look down and they're already bleeding but they couldn't see you coming 
and the people around you guys also didn't see you coming so now if this person chooses to respond to you or retaliate in an overt way then they have the accountability and they have the responsibility of making the first move basically they become the offenders they become the offenders yeah they can no longer hide behind oh it was self defense right they can't so you are kind of masking your attack but you're still attacking them mm and in today's times you have to do that unfortunately because that's the rules of fight club that's the rule of the the fight club today goes, has yeah. become a spoken fight club it's no more a, a fistful fight club yeah my reason for why it's important bogus it's not as elaborate as yours though insightful for mm-hmm. about three people and violent and violent unnecessarily is sarcasm in today's world is a way to keep your privacy intact yes on a given rainy day yes like you mentioned we've used this a lot sarcasm masks the truth mm-hmm. but never reveals it overtly mm-hmm. or openly yeah and there are often times where especially when you have a bad day and then you go to work or you know you go meet your friends or whatever you don't want to take the burden of one place or one social circle of yours to another social circle yeah because you have that defined roles right in office i'm so and so in yes. my friend circle i'm so and so hopefully yeah hopefully like we did, we did an smart. episode on that also yeah we so. don't even remember what that episode <laughs> it's was very important. but we did that yeah. um and what sarcasm does is if somebody is trying to probe and open you up mm. stop thinking about the episode name we forgot about it are you still thinking about that no, 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 no. yeah they basically have to listen to all of them like, yeah they have yeah. to like yeah, yeah, we yeah. we'll plug however we want there's no chronological order we are not amitsha it's all interconnected yeah so what sarcasm does is it actually helps you get away from that probing nature of the conversation yeah which can keep your privacy intact Yes. And that's why it becomes a very useful skill among your own known circles where if you're not ready to put it out there about yourself any truth or any incident or anything hmm. then sarcasm can act as a good defense mechanism. Yeah. And that according to me is the right way of using sarcasm as a defense. Oh yeah. So it does become a very important tool. It conveys if somebody is really close to you, it conveys to them that I'm still not ready to tell it out in the open and they get it. Mm. If there's somebody who you don't know, your sarcasm is a decent enough distraction for them to like divert away from the topic and not really probe about it a lot. Yeah. And again, what is happening in that dynamic is you're still holding on to your personal agency. Yes. Because Yes. those people think they got you cornered yes they think they have you cornered they think they have you in a situation where oh i asked this um, uncomfortable question awkward question now he is going to like he has to answer right me. but alas there were landmines exactly sarcasm blows up on their face <laughs> exactly so when you use sarcasm in that instance you they will become the helpless one exactly because technically you have given an answer yeah it's just not the answer that it's they just, wanted exactly yeah and so, that is where it, it will help you and keep your you know mental peace etc yeah the last thing why i feel it is important sarcasm is it is a beautiful mechanism to unload the nonsense that is there in your head mm-hmm. you know for you to feel free yeah sarcasm acts as a fantastic tool like a vent to yeah like a vent yeah right and like a vent connecting to the last point you don't even have to say what you're venting out 
Mm. But if you just put it under the sarcasm, you know, conveyor belt and keep things getting unloaded from your brain or yeah. your mind. And at the end of the day, you can go back and say like, yeah, you know what, for right or wrong, I've put it out there the way I wanted to put it. Now I don't really have to like feel the burden of dealing it alone. Yeah, because it balances us yeah. um, individually. And because we had some pent up anger or frustration about something. Or disappointment. Or disappointment about something. And immediately in the moment, we vented it out yeah. using sarcasm right now no emotions are bottled up in us yeah it diffuses it diffuses that tension yeah yeah so that's another great thing about sarcasm you know um again this is not about whether it's the right way to use it or the wrong way to use it it's a choice at the end of the day yeah like you said i think it is important to emphasize on it's not a compulsion it's a tool it's a tool yeah and you don't take a needle to a war you don't bring the sword to the what gunfight gunfight yeah Uh, whatever Uh, i'm not that violent to know how these analogies work out Uh, i can simply say you don't take a cricket bat to a tennis match you don't take a tennis racket to a cricket match yeah it just doesn't make sense but it is good to have this in your artillery oh yeah right and so that you have that flexibility of option number one and number two you know it's a skill which can always teach you a little more than what you already know yeah because as you keep getting older your options of physical violence or punching people in the face they go they go down and down yeah so if you're really young in school etc that's always an option correct you get pissed off with someone pick a fight you know beat get his thrashed ass or or thrash them ass, yeah. yeah but as you get older that goes out the window yeah it's no more civil yeah so now your other senses have, have to get to. heightened now yeah which is like your hair you know uh, your nose how right. it grows the deviated septum mm-hmm. and most importantly your toenails yeah these are the ones which you have to sharpen and make sure they are utilizing friendly mm-hmm. so bogus any other points for you like why is it important no that's even if you have i think we should wrap it up nobody is interested in listening to your world war and terrorist stories mm-hmm. as analogy so guys that was sarcasm it is not easy it's not easy please write to us and tell us what you feel about it and like we always mention that this is our subjective take yeah and it differs even between us oh yeah most often than not i'm we are very sure that you also have your unique take on this and mm. probably you know a couple of points about how exactly you think uh, sarcasm is as a trait or a tool and the biggest million dollar question about sarcasm it's not easy is when you want to tell us or share your thoughts you don't know where to do it and this is where we talk about the award winning socials and that's not sarcastic not sarcastic super literal seriously yeah. bogus where are we on instagram at underscore thai gap twitter and vero at thai gap and if somebody is planning to write a mail mind thy gap at gmail.com that's all that is why we are given awards yep for the pureness the mm. purity in which we convey our socials yeah straight from the heart yeah it is borderline begging but it is not no it's not <laughs> it's not at all it is more aesthetic than that yeah it's yeah. it's it's a lot of finesse yeah yeah so it's not easy sarcasm mm. please listen to it <laughs> now that you heard it till now yeah. i don't even know what to say basically but that's about it this is where we end our episode abruptly thigh gap podcast subscribe and share seriously yeah literally do it like please <laughs>